Here we go. Welcome to the Transform with Travel podcast, where we share stories of personal transformation and life lessons through our experiences of traveling and exploring the world. Travel is the ultimate accelerator for personal growth, and it can be the root catalyst for the pivots and plot twists we make in our lives. I'm your host, Kelly Tolliday, and it's my mission to inspire you to live life to its fullest, travel with an open mind and heart, and let the world show you a new perspective. I'm so grateful you're here with us today, so let's dive right in. Happy exploring. All right, here we go. Welcome, Katrina. Thank you so much for joining us on the Transform with Travel podcast. I'm so grateful to have you here and to be sharing your story. So everyone listening, we have Katrina Paris Kavopoulos. Did I say that right? <laughs> yes. Awesome. Nailed it. Yay. I nailed it. Um, she's a multi-passionate entrepreneur and is all about mindset, travel, wellness, personal growth, and manifesting the life you want to live, which is basically the mission of this whole podcast. So I, I love that you're here today to talk, talk with us. And you support people by helping them connect to their true self, heal what's in their way of living a life of peace, and create the life of their dreams. And you really do that in quite a few different ways, um, not just through healing and wellness practices, but you also run um, a retreat and travel company, EO Retreats, and you host wellness-based retreats in Greece. And you also curate custom travel for clients headed to Greece and beyond, which I've had personal experience of working with Katrina on both the retreat front and the curated family travel planning. So it's just been so wonderful to be able to work with you this year. She recently took a leap and actually moved from California to Greece, which we'll definitely be diving a lot into today. And you are certified in everything. (laughs) So she's certified life and success coach, NLP practitioner, certified in hypnotherapy and EFT, certified holistic nutrition consultant, certified personal trainer in basic theta healing. And you have a Bachelor of Science in biopsychology um, your other companies include personal coaching business and your corporate wellness company, EO Wellness. So, man, you've Ooh. done a lot <laughs> in your life. <laughs> and I'd love for you to just share a little bit, like, yeah, just a little bit more about you, maybe diving a little bit deeper into how you got into such a passion for traveling and a passion for sharing wellness, how that kind of has merged together for you. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. And um, I really thought this bio was quite short, but now hearing it back, it's like, woof, it's it's big. (laughs) But I'm all about wellness, if you can't tell. So um, yeah, there's so many things. um, Yeah, so many pieces to how I got into all this. But yeah, wellness is truly like the centerpiece of what I do and kind of how my whole journey started. And like many of us in the wellness space, it started like on the personal level of like my own wellness journey. And really my interest in just like science and learning about my body from a young age, actually, like I used to be in like middle school and researching things in the morning before school and um, starting to understand nutrition and how like my body was working. So yeah, it's been a a long time coming and um, we're going to dive into Greece. But yeah, exciting point of my life is um, my husband and I moved to Greece this year in March. It's been absolute whirlwind. Um, but it's super exciting and, you know, it's a whole like another chapter in, in my journey and also, you know, so exciting to be able to be in Greece, which is where I'm running ear retreats and, um, yeah, and it's, it's been a blessing and, and so many things. So we'll get into it. Yeah. So many exciting adventures. I love that you were so interested in, you know, the human body at such a young age. I can definitely say I was not not as curious as you were back then. And I just think that's like lends itself to, you know, the way that you're able to work with coach coaching and clients and all that. I'd love to hear a little bit about how travel has integrated into your life. So have you always been interested in traveling or was there like a pivotal moment or a pivotal trip? I know you have a Greek American background. So yeah, where did this like obsession with Greece and traveling all start for you? Um, yeah, with travel, um, I was really lucky. So I'm a little background. I'm half Greek, a quarter Japanese and a quarter Spanish. I was born and raised in California. And so my father, um, he's Greek, born and raised in Greece. And so I was really lucky that he was very passionate and interested in me learning about Greek culture and spending time with our family here. So he took me every summer, um, to Greece. And so I started traveling, you know, 
before I was one years old um, internationally, which is like very, very lucky. And so um, it just was like a part of my lifestyle of, you know, coming here. And it was something that um, I grew really connected and fell in love with Greece and, and learning about my culture and being connected to my family. So even as a young adult, I made a point to continue doing that trip, even by myself. And so actually my first solo trip to Greece um, was at 15. So when my dad wasn't able to take me, I was adamant on still finding a way. I, you know, got my aunts and uncles to like send me miles and was able to get a ticket and um, traveled by myself all the way to Greece, which I was familiar with the route, but I'd never done it by myself. So it's, you know, been something I've done forever, which again, I'm so, so lucky to have had that opportunity. But really, um, Greece felt like sort of like a second home for me. And there's a lot of soul searching and healing that's happened in this country. And for me, on so many levels throughout the years and different seasons of life. And so really, you know, on the wellness side, emotional journey side, spiritual journey side, so much has happened here. Um, and then I added in meeting my now husband here um, about nine years ago now, but he's a big thread in the story too of, you know, being able to spend more time here and seeing the country in a new perspective. And so all of that kind of came together um, one day when I realized, what if I combine my passion for wellness and helping people with my passion for sharing Greece and Greece, Greek culture? And that's where EA retreats and wellness retreats in Greece um, came, came together. Yeah, that's such an amazing story. And and not many people be, get to be able to combine all of their passions and being able to like forge forge a new path for themselves. I'd love to hear your story about how you met your husband. And obviously that's played such a big part in being able to move, you know, over to Greece together and and you know, just continuing to build your relationship with Greek culture. And yeah, I'd love to hear your story of how you guys met. Yeah. So I mean, it, it's a big fat Greek love story, really. We met nine years ago. Um, it, it's kind of a crazy, like, I don't believe in, you know, coincidences. It's all like, you know, universe, like everything, right place, right time type of thing. And so actually the trip I came in September of 2014, um, my dad and I came together and it was actually quite a last minute trip. It was really random how it came up, which was already just like an interesting thing. And we came only for nine days, which was the shortest trip we've ever done. But it was just like, we saw a chance to go. So we're like, let's go. And um, about four days before leaving, I actually met Alex, my husband, through some mutual friends. So I had made some friends through my cousins and, you know, had some people I wanted to visit and he had come along for coffee. And in Greek culture, when you go for coffee, it can be any hour of the day. It was like 8 p.m. or 9 p.m. when we met for coffee, which is, you know, classic European summer, you know, South, uh, Southern European culture. Um, so we met and there was, you know, we had some chemistry and it wasn't something I thought would like be anything more than, you know, I met I met this nice guy for a few days. But when I ended up leaving Greece, um, we just never stopped talking. And so um, we started sky doing Skype because we didn't have FaceTime um, and yeah, no Zoom. So we made Skype dates and um, yeah, eventually he asked to come visit me in California. So it was just one thing, you know, led to another in terms of planning trips, planning the next trip. And then um, I actually took my first leap of faith with Greece um, the summer after, where I actually got a one-way ticket for the summer to come. And so that allowed us to explore our relationship a little bit deeper. And it was almost like a trial living period here, which is really interesting because that ties into actually us moving here now. Um, it ended up not working out because of job-wise. I was like, you know, the economy wasn't very great here. I was like, what am I going to do? Um, I need to go back to California. I ended up getting recruited for a job in California in the neurotech space because my background's in neuroscience. And um, it was an amazing, amazing job that actually allowed me to travel to Europe quite often. So it was like this really crazy thing that like the thing that took me away from Alex, what I felt was actually the thing that allowed me to come back like on my own terms. And then to like follow up like eight years later, moving back here now, a huge manifestation of I declared then when I had left Greece after that trial six months of like, 
I would love to live in Greece on my own terms, making the money I want to make, you know, working in the lifestyle I want to be working. Um, and it's just wild to think like eight years later, it's exactly what's happening now. And I'm, you know, like I had no, no vision for that at that time, but, you know, slowly, slowly the idea was planted. Yeah. And, and you didn't know exactly how it was going to turn out, or maybe it didn't happen as fast as you wanted it to, but it worked out exactly no. the way it was meant to. And that's how, that's how we're able to connect the dots a lot later down the track. And I love that you had the faith that it was going to yeah. be okay. Speaking of your Greek American culture, you take a lot of groups t- typically from America over to experience Greek culture. You helped our group with Rising Nature Retreats. You helped our group make their way from America over to Greece. And some of the biggest points of transformation for our guests just happened by observing Greek culture and being like, wait, they're not going to bring me the bill five seconds after I'm done eating my food. I have to ask them that I want to leave and I need my bill. Wait, wait, it's going to take me an hour and a half to get my drink. Like Americans are just like, go, 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 like move, move, move. And part of the biggest transformation of our guests were asking themselves like, hmm, what would the Greeks do in this situation? They would slow down a little bit. Mm. They would enjoy their meal. They would just like roll with the punches. And again, that's huge generalization. But as someone who is Greek-American, now also living in Greece, living in Athens with your Greek husband, what would you say are like some of the biggest points of cultural differences that you find that maybe even you're struggling with like connecting to or surrendering to as, as an American living in Greece now? Yeah, it's such a big question, and I'll I'll speak from just my personal experience and observation. Um, I guess, well, growing up and like having this, you know, beautiful um, journey of being able to spend time in both countries, it was interesting because being in the Bay Area in California, I was like the Greek girl with the fifteen-letter Greek last name, um, but also on one hand. I wasn't tied into like the large Greek community, which typically in America and specifically also in California is through the Greek church. And so it's just not something I, you know, my family was doing. So I felt in some ways like disconnected from that, but we were connected through food and through my travels to see my family. And then when I got to Greece, you know, it was clear I was mixed and like, you know, I was American. So it's like, I I didn't feel quite Greek enough. So it was always the struggle with my identity of like Greekness. But it's interesting because actually Alex helped me a lot with that. And then even observing like my dad as an adult, you know, being born and raised in in Greece, being a Greek, um, and then my husband being Greek, it's like they don't do anything to prove their Greekness, right? They just are. And that was a huge light bulb for me. And I think, you know, wherever I'm living, it's just like we don't have to prove like we're worthy of whatever identity we're claiming. And then I think with culture, it's a big one because what I've noticed, you know, in the Greek community, I think it's other communities as well. When you're away from your homeland, you, you go that extra degree to like prove or be connected, let's say to your culture. And I think that makes sense, you know, and it's a beautiful thing, but also it was like a realization that like, I don't need to do anything specifically to be worthy of like that title, if that makes sense. So that didn't quite answer your question, but I think now living here, I'm really drawn to wanting to connect to my roots more through like dance and um, speaking, you know, getting proper language lessons. I understand a lot, but the grammar and vocab is quite extensive. So I do want to do like proper studying. Um, But I've also noticed, obviously, everyone is a unique person. So even in Greece, not everyone wants to do traditional dancing, right? Not everyone loves Greek music. And it's just, you know, it's just been a uh, really helpful thing for me to witness. Um, But some of the big differences, as you already mentioned, is just the pace of living. So it's a slower living culture. And that's what people love about it. That's what people enjoy, especially when you're on the islands, like that Greek island time. And um, definitely that's something that It's been a whirlwind since I've been here, but I feel the invitation to slow the pace, which is a huge reason why we moved here for the lifestyle shift. We live by the sea to totally just enjoy our life, live our life. And so, um, yeah, that's something I, you know, the busy bee, you know, hustle 
culture is, you know, still within me a bit. I've worked on it a lot, even back in the US, but I think it's just a continual process of learning to slow down, finding joy in simple everyday things like a walk, um, you know, enjoying food with people. That's a huge one. Like long meals. You experienced that when you were here. Long meals of wonderful table conversation um, with no agenda, like no rush. So um, yeah, so I'm really excited to to continue my journey of practicing and really embracing slow living and and truly just living a life I want to be living. And one thing I have noticed that's shifted is I'm starting to ask myself more like, what do I really enjoy? What hobbies, you know, do I want to try? I, I'm finding that I'm starting to create that time and and value it, that I it doesn't always need to be productive working time, which is definitely, you know, the mentality I had in the Bay Area and also was just kind of the pulse, the beat, the heartbeat of, you know, of that area. Yeah. It's almost like you have a hobby and how are you going to make money from it? <laughs> Where, and like, that's what it's like in, right. in, like in America. They're like, wait, you're good at knitting. Why don't you go sell it at a market? And you're like, but I just like to knit. Like, why can't I just knit? This episode is sponsored by Rising Nature Retreats. Are you feeling called to explore the world, tick off your bucket list, and make lifelong friends along the way? Are you overwhelmed from planning the logistics of your trips or sick of feeling like you need a vacation from your vacation when you return home? Rising Nature Retreats offers world-class travel experiences infused with daily yoga and wellness, personal development workshops, unique adventure and cultural excursions, and holistic local cuisines. Experience the world as you elevate your wellness. Return home feeling rejuvenated and empowered to bring what you learn about other cultures and about yourself back home with you. This is the adventure you've been waiting for. Join us in 2024 to explore Thailand, Portugal, or Greece. Visit risingnatureretreats.com or at risingnatureretreats on Instagram and Facebook for all the brochures and information on upcoming international retreats and local of classes and events in South Florida. No, I really love that because that is definitely one of the biggest takeaways that we found. I spent uh, almost almost a month in Greece this past summer, and one of those weeks was leading the group, and we talked about the pace of peace, especially, as you said, in the Greek islands. There's definitely a different buzz and energy in Athens, um, but on the Greek islands itself, um, there, we called it the pace of peace, just slowing down to the pace of life. How can we observe and learn and not just try to, like, insert ourselves in every single situation and really... It was such a pivotal travel moment for so many of our guests, and I'm sure you see this a lot with your retreat guests as well, for them to maybe not so think so much like, what can I get out of this situation as opposed to just like, I just want to be in the situation and just be looking around and people watch and, you know, just talk to the locals and, and not be so much about like, what can I get out of it as a traveler as opposed to what can I learn from this as a traveler? And that was something that I think Greece has so I much to that. offer. Yeah. I love that. Um, yeah, the experience in Greece, um, obviously I'm biased to Greece as a healing place, but the land is, you know, is so rich in culture, history. It's so old. There's so much that's happened here. So I think people really connect to that and feel that. They even feel at home here. I've heard from so many retreaters that have come to Greece, never been here, you know, not um, having Greek roots. And they're like, what? I feel like at peace, like a home feeling here. Um, but yeah, if you allow it and you're open to it, and that's what the retreat experiences are about, it, you know, Greece has a lot to teach you through, yeah, the land, the sea, the nature, the people, the culture, the way of being. And yeah, I think being an observer is a really, um, yeah, lovely way to do it. And I think asking, that's a really nice reframe of the question. What can I get out of this versus what can be learned or how can I just, yeah, be? So I think that's really beautiful. And I'm so happy they had such an amazing time. Yeah. And a lot of large part and thanks to you for sure. And that kind of leads into my next question is like, what has that been like for you? I guess from like running your first retreat in Greece to now, or you're running, you know, six, seven, eight retreats a year. And I know you partner with different teachers. And sometimes like in our case, you were um, more like travel support, retreat management support and logistics, which was really helpful for anyone listening who's a retreat leader who want like for us, we both, both Chloe and I, my business partner, 
we've both been to Greece, but still running a retreat in Greece, even just picking an island, there's hundreds of islands. Like, how are you going to pick an island? How can you trust the accommodation, the language barrier of talking to excursion leaders and you? Like, there's a lot of details that Greece is so amazing and so abundant and share and being able to share that information. But it's a little bit overwhelming, even as someone who's running retreats for six, seven plus years. So working with you has was so helpful for us. And you work in that capacity where one, you support the retreat leader and running their own retreat, or you partner with them and bring them into the retreats that you're running. Um, so from like day one of retreats to now, like what have you learned about like like you said, Greece as a healing place, or what have you found like retreat goers to Greece learn or take away? Like what's been that, like that for you? Yeah. Oh my gosh. So much has been learned. But my first retreat, so I knew I wanted to do retreats. Like I had this aha moment of like, oh, I share about Greece. I share about wellness. These are my two passions, combine them. And then in 2019, I was like, I need to just get out of my own way. I was just waiting for, I don't know what, I was just waiting for the right time to do it or, you know, certain things. I just building a box around myself. And I basically took down that, those walls and I was like, what am I waiting for? Let's do it. So I launched my first retreat. I think it was like April, 2019, the spots sold out like within a few weeks and we were in Greece, September, 2019. And that whole year was really just life changing because leading up to the retreat, like the months leading up, once I landed in Greece, we came early, saw family and we're, um, we did a little vacation, just Alex and I, and that was a huge part of the story too. But I had this feeling, this sense of like, I had done this a million times before. It was, I've never felt that feeling before, but it was truly felt like I'm supposed to do this. I know what I'm doing. And it, it like I said, I just felt like I had done it so many times before. Um, so yeah, that was an incredible, yeah, feeling and realization. And about a week before the retreat started, Alex and I were on the island of Naxos. Um, the retreat was going to take place on the island of Milos. But we were in Naxos for a few days, and it, that was also a really life-changing moment because a few things. One, it just became really clear to me the vision and Ia Retreats was truly born. We came up with the name, which is a Greeklish uh, name for the Greek goddess Ia, and she's the goddess of the personification of health. So we came up with Ia Retreats, and I decided then that like Ia Retreats is so much bigger than just me, just my community. It's really yeah, it's about all of us and really, you know, this bigger picture. And I hadn't ever like connected to something like in that large scale before in terms of like a vision and a desire and like a purpose. So we had come up with that. And also this is more related to the move um, on that trip. It We had these conversations about like, oh, like what could it look like to move back? And I was very fixed on like, no, like we should just like work hard in California and retire early and, you know, da, da, da. Like just this like very close-minded um, programming I had. And so it was just really interesting because on that trip, certain things, and this is the beauty of travel, like if you're open to it, certain things kept happening. I overheard conversations. I met people who all were like little pieces in this um, clarity of like, it's okay, you're safe to move. Like, there's possibility. And we don't have to get into all those like details, but it was, you know, really transformational. Um, but anyway, since that retreat in 2019, we obviously had the pandemic. So I was scaling up to like, I was like, okay, let's do it. I'm going to do a few more in 2020. They were all planned. We had bookings, but you know, of, of course um, we had to um, cancel those. And then we started again in 2021, which was also, um, you know, an interesting year in terms of COVID and all of that stuff. And so um, the people who came, and if they're listening to this, you know, you know who you are, they um, really went for it and like stuck with me because we had to do extra things, you know, with the policies and stuff like that. Um, but it was really amazing. And then, yeah, we were like back in, back in the, the retreat um, 
swing. So since then, yeah, as you mentioned, we have quite a few more retreats happening. I think this year, um, between the ones that we have hosted ourselves, we have seven and then ones we've supported. Yeah, we've done about 10 this year. We still got a few more pending um, to close out the season. But really, um, so I've learned so much uh, about this business, about what really um, makes experience like, you know, the best, like 10 out of 10, um, how to really make those little special moments for our retreaters. And then also since then, I've added on the travel aspect of my business, which has always been there, being Greek American, you know, marrying a Greek. We've always kind of helped people with their travel to Greece. The retreaters naturally stayed before, stayed after, wanted travel support. But also in a non-coincidental, um, amazing universal kind of moment in a few years ago, one of my wellness clients actually um, came into my life in a really interesting way. And she has been working in the travel industry for over 30 years. And it was just this really crazy serendipitous thing. I knew other people within the business and um, it just made sense for me to lean in, say yes, give it a go. So I really leaned into the travel side of the business, um, and that was in 2021. And um, and yeah, and now I get to also help people who just want to travel to Greece and have an amazing time. That's not like cookie cutter. That really, um, I work with them very closely. Um, we have families, honeymooners, anniversaries, just friends who want to come. And that's been also really rewarding to be able to share Greece in that way. And I've just noticed that um, also with my background being in wellness and coaching and helping people, it gets to be a really cool experience for them because I really get to know them and understand what their intention is and what they're hoping to get out of this trip so that, like I said, it's not just um, a standard grease package. It's really curated for them. Yeah, absolutely. And I can attest to that because you helped my entire family. <laughs> <laughs> go to Greece on multiple different itineraries, multiple different flights, dates, uh, interests. Like she was able to, uh, you were able to really like pull together all of the things that we were interested in and, and make it a really seamless experience for us, even with the craziness of summer European travel that happened this year. Yes. I think it would, they, I think Allianz said um, that it was up to 70% more in in travel this year to Europe than wow. anywhere else and so I'm as a travel planner and a travel curator um the the level of detail that it went into that for just our family let alone all the other people that you were helping um would have been a lot this year but I wanted to ask like you started in 2019 thinking hell yeah this is what I'm supposed to do and then boom, the pandemic hits. Like, What kind of mindset did you have to really curate for yourself and cultivate to push through and be like, no, I, this was a setback and this is a blow, but I'm going to pick myself back up and keep moving? Because I know a lot of people, when they put their, not all their eggs in one basket, but when they put their heart and soul into something and then something as devastating as COVID hitting their business, it would. some people might think, oh, this is a sign maybe I'm not supposed to do this. And you kind of went in the opposite direction. Like what, how, what was your mindset like during that time? Yeah, that's such a great question. Well, so the retreats I was building, but I still had the personal coaching. I was side hustling. I had my corporate job. So similar to other people, when the pandemic happened, actually 2020, it's like even in my journals, I was like 2020 is going to be the year I go all in on the side hustle to hopefully quit my corporate job finally, finally. And so when that happened, obviously it was devastating. And I definitely um, shut down a little bit in terms of the dreaming or feeling like the possibilities. And that was, you know, a dark time. Luckily, though, I had um, amazing therapist in my corner. And so I was working through some of that. And I had this realization after some time of, wait, hold on. <laughs> Why should I stop dreaming the dream? Because if I learned anything from COVID it's that the only thing I can really control is my mindset, my time, and my energy. And so it's like, what if I choose to still carry on with wanting to do you know, my own thing and invest my time and energy in myself, in my business? So 
that really geared me up into thinking like, okay, maybe I'll still move forward and, you know, leave my corporate life um, in 2021. And so at the time I had a virtual membership, we had like yoga, fitness, meditation. So I was really, you know, leaning into the virtual space on, you know, that was COVID and, um, you know, had some one-on-one clients. And so I just was like focused on that. Um, I was previously working in corporate wellness as well. So I was getting ready for um, that to go off on my own. And so, um, yeah, actually I like completely 180 from that, like kind of dark, like I'm not, you know, I'm just going to stay put, not do anything, not rock the boat to full steam ahead, January, 2021, quit the corporate job, went all in on my business and, um, and yeah, that looked like launching EA Wellness, which is my corporate wellness company. So EA Retreats sister. And then EA Retreats launched in 2021, even though we only had one retreat in 2021 because of obviously the factors of um, COVID, it was still like, I'm going to put it out into the world. And then, um, yeah, the personal coaching, the membership, you know, kept going. Um, and that really was like, you know, a interesting time and very helpful time in wellness because people wanted people wanted the help on the wellness front. They needed the help. Um, and so it, I was, it was a beautiful thing to be able to fill, um, fill some gaps and be able to help people who had um, the interest and also even some people had the time to finally invest in themselves. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I think having support was very helpful. And I think just taking my power back of realizing like my big mantra with the move, with quitting my job, with all this is if not now, then when? And that still is my mantra. And if not me, then who? Because no one's going to come and do it for me. And so I, I really had to realize that. And I still use those mantras to this day. This episode is brought to you by Child and Company. Child and Company is South Florida's first family-friendly office space featuring private offices, a professional content creation studio, and childcare for hybrid work and work-from-home parents located in Boca Raton. Child & Company is founded on the belief that you shouldn't have to choose between raising a family and being career-driven. Their core mission is to create an environment where family and work can exist in harmony. The best part to me as a mom is that you can pop in and breastfeed your baby or have lunch with your toddler if you like and then pop back into your office for your Zoom meeting, which I think is so key, especially for newborn moms going back to work. It's the perfect transition from emerging out of the newborn bubble and getting back to the business you love. Child & Company provides you the flexibility to work in a beautifully designed, ergonomic private office with insanely good Wi-Fi connection and soundproofing while just being steps away from your child. They have monthly themes that they base their lessons on, like in September, they are exploring the animals of the Amazon, which I obviously love when children get opportunities to learn more about the world and build a sense of curiosity. Child & Company offers weekly and monthly classes and events, like some beanie, music class for babies, mindful cooking for toddlers, big kid yoga, and mindful mama community events, and so much more. I've been a member since February 2023, utilizing their private offices and their professional content creation studio. Child & Company is where all of the magic happens for this podcast. Their beautiful recording studio is soundproofed with state-of-the-art equipment, microphones, lighting, and cameras. So you can record your podcast, course content, meditation clips, and anything else you might want to record for your business. The Child & Company team truly feels like family. They are an extension of my team over here at Rising Nature Retreats and the Transform with Travel podcast, as well as an extension of my own family. If you're local to Palm Beach and Broward County, do yourself a favor and check out Child & Company. Visit www.childandcompany.com or head over to Instagram at Child & Company. Yeah, that's an incredible, incredibly simple and incredibly powerful mantra to keep in your mind because my next question really leading up into that was, I'm sure that mindset of, okay, I'm going to quit my job and go full steam ahead into this business despite the unknowns with, you know, the fallout of the pandemic, despite not knowing what travel is going to look like for everyone. Like what kind of mindset, what kind of mantras, what kind of support did you pull into your corner when you did decide to move to Greece? Because um, obviously it's not just you wake up one day and decide I'm going to move to Greece. This has been 
years, you know, in the making and of manifesting and putting it out there and making the steps to be able to do it. But then at least in, in my experience of moving across the world multiple times, it gets to those like final three weeks. And at least in my experience, I'm like, what the hell? What am I doing? Like, I love where right. I live. I love my job. Why am I leaving? I love my friends. Um, and then you finally get on that plane over that threshold and you're like, okay, this was the right decision. But those weeks leading up are a little scary. It's like the foundation of your life is getting shook up. So what was that like for you? Yeah. So also in 2020 was when the real conversation started happening for us of like the move. And it honestly wasn't in my radar because I had these very firm beliefs of like, that's not going to work. We should just retire early. All those things I already said. But then in the slowdown of like sitting at home, sitting on our patio that we never sat at because we were so busy um, and just talking, you know, about what we wanted in our lives, it kind of came up of like, you know, it would be nice to have um, a a lifestyle based outdoors, being by the sea. You know, I started having this um, mindset and belief in myself and my business. So that felt possible. And, you know, thinking about Greece as part of my business, okay, being there would be helpful. So the seeds were planted in 2020. And then once kind of the ideas were out there, it was like these signs and things started lining up, like housing opportunities, support from people we didn't expect, um, and just, you know, different things. So it started feeling, like, oh, okay, this could happen. Um, but we also were, you know, Alex had only moved to the U.S. in 2017. So we had interest in staying a little bit longer, you know, also getting him set up there. So um, the pandemic felt like a big question mark. So we didn't, we weren't sure. So it was definitely a um, push-pull Uh, situation, I would get to the point where like, let's just go, like, I'm ready. And then feeling like, no, 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 like we should stay. Um, Ultimately, um, gosh, okay, so 2022, um, towards the end of 2022, Alex got his US citizenship and actually came a year earlier than we thought, which is like mind blowing. Like if anyone's done any immigration stuff, I know you know that. It's like (laughs) shocking if something comes so early. So that was really interesting because we actually got to then sit down and decide, okay, the timeline is ours now. What do we want? And then mm. to your to what your experience is similar to me is like I started dragging my feet. I was like, oh, I'm too busy. I can't talk about that. I was booked. I had no time to talk about moving. I was afraid. I was afraid because like, oh, I, I've been saying I'm going to do it, but now it's like, okay, are you doing it? And I I was not sure. So then ultimately in November of last year, we're like, okay, we're going to move early 2023. So we decided. And then I think in January, we decided it was March 3rd. So within two months, we were like gone. But again, it was like three years in the making. But leading up to that, I know I had, I called several friends who had moved across country, had moved abroad and was like, okay, tell me what I need to hear because I'm freaking out. And the advice I heard that really helped me was delaying it won't change how you feel. You're only going to continue feeling the feelings you have. It's just going to be prolonged. So it's like, that's not going to shift. And I was like, okay, that makes sense. And you're right. (laughs) That's exactly what happened. And then the other was just people affirming to me, like, as soon as you get there, you're going to be like, I'm so glad I came when I did and I didn't delay. And, um, and just imagining, you know, our, our walks here, our lifestyle being at the sea. So, um, yeah, so I definitely leaned on people who had that experience already to, you know, to be affirmed of like, what I'm feeling is normal and it's going to be okay. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I think that's like with any big transition or change, people feel that way right before they have a baby or before they start trying for a baby. People feel that way right before they get married. People feel that way quitting a job and moving into a side hustle. Like people feel that way before any big transition. And it's like the more you actually allow yourself to take those leaps of faith, the more you flex that muscle of trusting and surrendering. Like, okay, I've been here before. I know this is going to be three or four weeks of feeling uncomfortable. And then I'm going to rest into, like you said, when you get here and be like, wow, this is amazing. I'm supposed to be here. And it's like, you kind of have to go through a little bit of the rubble to, to be able to really experience the fullness of saying yes to yourself in that way. A hundred percent. The trust muscle. Absolutely. 
Um, and yeah, it, yeah, I felt it before quitting my job. Yeah, all these big moves. And it's funny because now actually I have a lot of people call me before they're quitting their nine to five and they're like, all right, Kat, what, what, tell me what I need to hear to go through with this. Because yeah, it, it's it's very ungrounding to, as you said, rock the foundation and um, really get uncomfortable and challenging a lot of beliefs that you have set up for yourself and basically saying, okay, I'm rewiring that. I'm believing something else. I'm changing my mind or I'm taking this leap into the unknown. And, um, and yeah, but then it always works out how it's supposed to work out. And I have a belief that's helped me of that. You can always go back to what you've already experienced. So whether that's you know, you move back, a job, a familiar, you know, situation. So it's it's comforting for me to know that I could always recreate what I've already done, if that makes sense. So um, that also helped me a lot, knowing like I can I can always, you know, change my mind and shift again and do something I already know. So yeah, absolutely. I actually lean back on that thought a lot. Everyone always asks, will you guys move back to Australia? And I always say, I'll never say never to anything. Like at the moment, no, but I never say never. And whenever somebody also comes to me and asks, like similar to you, I want to quit my job and go travel Europe for three months. I want to see if I can make this business idea last. I want to, you know, I just met this guy and he we want to go travel together. What should I do? And the answer is like worst case scenario is you just go back. You you go back home. You find another job. You you move back to your own home country. Like I think every a lot of people are really afraid of failing. And if you just realize like no one, no one is paying attention to you, it kind of like lifts that burden of like, okay, I can take a leap of faith and maybe if it quote unquote fails, I, no one's going to know. And I can just go back to what I know. And we'll never know the vastness of what we can know and experience if we don't allow ourselves to take those leaps. So I think that's really amazing that you've taken so many leaps of faith and not just in your business or your relationship or your geographical location, but you also have dove really deep into a lot of different wellness practices and you've done a lot of, you know, quote unquote, the work um, and and you've gone deeper into those realms because not a lot of people go deep into those either. And now you're able to help people on so many levels of wellness, healing, travel, exploration. Um, and that's, you know, what our business is founded on as well. So there's just so much like aligned values between <laughs> the two of there's us. So really, much. Um, yeah. The, the last thing that I'll, that I'll ask before, um, I, I always end our, these episodes with these quick fire questions. But the last question that I, I'd love to ask you here is um, just really like what have you learned about yourself since, you know, maybe that first retreat, maybe meeting your husband, like whatever the first like catalyst was, or maybe that first solo trip to Greece when you were 15, like what have you, what do you really think you've learned about yourself through this process of opening yourself up to the world and then also like opening up hundreds of people's eyes to this beautiful area of the world as well? Mm, I love that. What have I learned? I've learned a lot. Um, it's so interesting because actually recently I have been more in my journal and I've been able to slow down a little. And that's one thing I'm learning being here is, is just like I talked about slowing down more, but I've um, been observing some, you know, my thoughts and where I'm at. And I've, I've just recognized like, I'm a different person in terms of how I think, what I believe and the old ways of thinking that I can remember, it feels so unfamiliar to me. And I think I just learned that I can change. And I think that it's just a scary thing, change, changing yourself and um, or being open to change. And so that's one thing I've really like noticed lately is, wow, like, yeah, I think so different. And, and that's really been so powerful for me. Um, yeah. And I, I, it's there's there's so much um, there's so much and this year has been like a huge life school with you know moving and you know really scaling up all these retreats. I've also bounced back and forth to California a couple times um, in this year, so you know it's been an absolute whirlwind. So um, I feel like yeah, I'm I'm on this like fast track life school right now, but. Um, yeah, right now I'm learning and what I've learned is saying yes to opportunities and just going for it. 
and just trusting that. So I'm saying that that was my actually mantra of 2022 coming out of pandemic, like other people craving community, craving travel, craving connection of just like, I'm going to make things happen. I'm going to invest in relationships. I'm going to invest in myself, invest in travel. And so just saying yes and watching as it works out every time. Mm-hmm. So, and saying yes when it's aligned, but saying yes to, um, last year, one big one was, um, I went to this really large travel conference that's, um, a really amazing conference in the industry. And, um, we were invited and as, you know, uh, travel agents. And, um, I originally got the email and I thought to myself like, oh, I'm not, I'm not qualified. I haven't done this long enough to go to that. Like, no, like I'm not going to go. And then I thought to myself, what if I just go? Like the only way I'm going to know about this industry is if I actually go know about it. And so just saying yes and, and saying like, okay, yeah, I'll go, I'll travel. It was in Vegas. I love Vegas too, which is really funny. It's like complete opposite to, you know, yeah. Island Zen. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so I was like, I'm going to go and, and check that out. And so just saying yes. And I made amazing connections, um, because of going and investing in in the industry, investing and putting myself out there, I've now um, been nominated and I'm a travel and leisure rising star of 2023, which there's only 20 of us every year, which is a really cool thing. I didn't even know there was an award like that, but I'm now going to this other really cool conference in France at the end of the year. So it's just amazing how um, if you stay aligns, you know, say yes to yourself. It's like those things that you cannot even see from where you're standing right now begin to unfold. Absolutely. That's an incredible message for everyone to hear. So I, I always end these episodes with quick fire, rapid questions, and I don't give them before, I don't give them beforehand because I love just seeing people, seeing people, you know, the way that they answer them. So um, number one, if you could only go back to one country, town, or place in the world, where would it be and why? Only one I could go back to? Um, yep, I okay, know. I'll take, <laughs> I, yeah, okay, I'll take Greece off the map because that would be my answer. It would be actually where I live here in Greece, but I'm going to take that off. Um, you know, I really loved um, Sydney, Australia. I would, I would love to go back. I would love to keep that one. Um, on the map for me. There's so many places, hard to narrow down. So I'll try to yeah. follow the the prompt and only give one. <laughs> <laughs> well, the good thing about Sydney is there's so much that it offers. You've got the mountains, you've got the beach, you've got the food and, you know, it's just such a good like launching point. So I, I, I agree. I'm not yeah. I'm a little biased because I live there and my husband's from there. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but I agree. <laughs> exactly. Um, okay. So yeah. So number two, two uh, what is number one on your bucket list right now? Oh, so we actually just did this. We want to create some travel goals for the next few years. I, I'm curious about your list too. So actually, um, top is I've been to Japan, but my husband's never been. And I absolutely love Japan. I'm also core Japanese. So I like, I'm curious to learn more about my culture there. So um, going back to Japan um, and then also um, African safari, the, seeing the big Ooh. five. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. I have not stepped foot on the continent of Africa yet. So it's on our list for sure as well. It's a little hard with two little ones who don't understand the concept of staying very quiet. Yeah. (laughs) So we're not quite there yet. (laughs) You can go first and then give me your tips after. Perfect. (laughs) Um, Okay. Number three, what's the biggest life lesson you've learned while traveling? Mm, Biggest life lesson... We've talked about it, but I think it's just like staying open to whatever is meant to be learned. Sometimes they're very hard lessons, sometimes about facing your fears, sometimes it's about, um, you know, opening up your heart. So I think it's just being open um, to whatever is supposed to be there for you. Hmm. And I'm sure you have a lot of case studies of seeing how being open to new ways of being, being open to new adventures. Like we once had a, um, like, uh, an, an older woman in the group decide she was going to go zip lining in the DR. And she was like, my family said, you're, there's no way you're going zip lining. So she like literally went zip lining to prove them wrong. And it like changed everything. It changed her confidence about herself. It changed everything. So I'm sure as a retreat leader, like that life lesson gets reaffirmed with every single retreat, watching people go through their own versions of transformation. So then number four, Give one piece of advice to an aspiring explorer. 
Gosh, the the lessons keep coming up as the same. Just say yes. Say yes. Friend invites you to go somewhere. You see that retreat, um, a work travel opportunity. Just say yes. Go. Um, yeah, just say yes. Love it. Thank you so much. Um, so I just love to open it up. If you want to share how people can connect with you, if you have anything coming up that you'd love people to know about, this is kind of your space to share that. Amazing. Yes. So I'm on Instagram at Kat Kalkas and also at Ia Retreats, E-Y-I-A Retreats. Um, also, iaretreats.com is a great place to keep up with us and our 2024 retreats, um, which are coming soon or may even some be, might be out by the time you hear this. So you can check us out there. Um, and then on, yeah, the personal side on Kat Kalkas, I share a lot of interesting, fun stuff there, but there's a lot of great resources on manifesting life you desire, connecting with your true you know, higher self. And so, um, yeah, love to see you all, um, on the, on social media. (laughs) Yay. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for, you know, sharing your story. I think our listeners will get so much out of it. And I've just, I loved connecting with you again. So for everyone listening, we worked with Kat so closely from about July, 2022, even even now, like just like sharing, you know, how we can continue to work together. And she, she had such a strong, influence in the success of my family's trip to Greece. Um, so, to, and we were able to connect in person in Athens and she got to meet my little girl. So to be able to see you again, even though it's virtually and have this conversation, I'm just so appreciative of your time. And I can't wait for everyone to hear your story and connect with you online. And I'm sure this won't be the last time that you were on the pod. <laughs> yes, I'm sure it won't be. I know. I feel like we could talk forever. Thank you so much for having me. I love um, what you're putting out there. And I think this will be so impactful for so many people to hear all these travel stories. So thanks for having me. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Transform with Travel podcast. Don't forget to hit subscribe so you never miss an episode of inspiration, adventure, and exploration. If you felt inspired by this episode, please rate and review in whatever streaming app you're listening from. This allows us to spread the word even more and continue to serve up weekly doses of adventure. As always, we'd love if you could share the episode with someone in your life who you think will benefit from this conversation. Thanks so much for listening. This is your reminder to get out there and keep on exploring.